Well, uh, we want to thank the following sponsors to help you bring this week three action to you. And boy, it's a lot, and we're going to get a lot more to you. But we want to thank Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. B&B Propane. R&B Breaks Facebook page of Dubuque, Iowa for the best sports cards in Iowa. Richardson's Tech Solutions of, of Richland, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of, of Kyoto and surrounding areas. And the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. The Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa and an Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa present the Fairfield Trojans. We've got Coach Wheaton, who just come off of a great big win against a, a big-time rival in the Washington Demons. Uh, you, you got to fire the cannons off and uh, uh, take a win uh, at home against what, what had been, a, uh, I think, 11 years since you beat the, the Washington Demons. Welcome to the program, Coach. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm glad to be here off of a 11-game uh, snapped win streak. We're happy for our kids and uh, just a really great high school football game on Friday night. Compliment to Washington, as, as always, a, a good physical team, but we were – we're just really happy for our kids to finally get that win win for them. Well, um, you play on Pearl Smith Field, and and uh, I played under Pearl Smith. I mean, I was in the Pearl Smith era of uh, of the Trojans, you know. And uh, um, you're bringing it back, my friend. I mean, those <laughs> those uh, 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 you know, when Pearl Smith was there, man, we were dominating. And uh, um, you guys get, you know. It, you, you really fought Fort Madison hard. Uh, uh, you got a, a good win against uh, uh, another, you know, of those Mount Pleasant school, you know, Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, Fort Madison. There's, you, I'm sure there's been a hundred, hundred football games between those, those two, those three schools against each other and, and against each other too, you know, uh, uh, but it's nice to get back in the win column against Washington. Why, why was Washington such a tough nut to crack? And there was, a, it seemed like many times, including last year, you, you seem like you had the thing until the last three, four minutes of the game. Yeah, last year we just couldn't finish. We had them. Uh, we had them. But, uh, listen, I mean, Washington is just a great rivalry. I think they've just, you know, the coaching staffs have done a good job, and, and we just have been outmatched. And and I think part of it is probably psychological. You know, you, you kind of you walk in if you're – if you you haven't been able to beat them for six or seven or eight years. I'm sure there's some psychological aspect to it, but – um, but listen, I, like I said, we're just, we're ecstatic that we, that we got a good win on Friday night. Really just proud of our kids and how they battled. Well, let's talk uh, a little bit about, about uh, the psychological aspect of it. What does that do for your players when they get a, a big monkey off the back? They, they get a really hard fought win against a, a, a neighboring opponent, uh, in front of, I'm, well, I'm sure it was a big crowd from both sides yeah. and, and, and you had true, uh, yeah, you had the Trojan Stadium there, just a rock, and I imagine. Yeah, it was a it was a great atmosphere, a good night. You know, I think psychologically, what it does for our kids, or what we tell them, is, you know, what what you want that to do is to give them confidence, but you don't want it to build their ego. And I think there's a there's a big difference there. You know, I mean, we want them to know, hey, we can match up, and we feel this way. You know, we tell them this, we feel like we can match up with anybody. They've shown that they can be physical. 
they've shown that they can control the line of scrimmage. They show, they've shown that they can run the football. I think making some changes last week at quarterback, you know, we'll be able to start to, to have a better balance in our offensive attack. Um, but psychologically, what we wanted to do is give them confidence, but not, not give them ego. Uh, and so that they just kind of prove to themselves that they can do it. And I think that's what happened on Friday night. Well, it's a lot more, you know, everybody at the end of the game has bumps and bruises. It just doesn't hurt as much when you win, I guess. That's exactly right. feels better on Saturday morning. That's well, right. you, you've got the whole community starting to rock and roll uh, behind you. Um, and there's a, a big excitement about the Fairfield Trojans. And you made your first appearance in Scotty Melvin's top five, uh, um, this year, he's got to see you in person. He likes what he sees. I like what I see. I like what I see from the seniors all the way down to the seventh grade. I like everything. I'm really high and excited about how uh, the Fairfield Trojan moving forward. But why don't you, uh, for those of us who weren't there and I couldn't find a stream on it or anything, uh, sure. t- tell tell the people that weren't there that want to hear about t- take us through the game. The, the ups, the downs, the maybe the scoring changes uh, and the momentum battles and, and, and talk about how you came out with a 23-20 to 20 win, which is kind of an interesting score to start with. Yeah, I mean, we came out. I mean, honestly, we came out really quick. We got up to uh, we got up on them uh, early. We were up 10 to nothing uh, in the first half, or excuse me, in the first quarter. And um, compliments to our offense. You know, we went three and out the first uh, the first series, we kind of saw some things uh, that we wanted to see in terms of how they adjusted to to some of our formations. Our defense came out and, and made a, a three and out stop, so we came, we came right back out on offense. Um, really, I, you know, for us, I think it was just we controlled the line of scrimmage most of the night, both offensively and defensively. And when we're able to do that, um, it certainly opens up uh, our ability to, to strike uh, quick. We controlled the clock. We felt we had good – um, good control in terms of time of possession. And so we just, uh, you know, that second, that second possession that we had, we, we scored, uh, the guys were, were good with that came out again, played really good defense, um, into the, into the late first quarter and then got the ball back, excuse me. And then, uh, ended up driving down, uh, at the end of the first quarter, didn't get the touchdown, uh, but Carter Moore came in and, uh, gave us the field goal to go up 10 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter was really a battle uh, between both teams. Um, Washington ended up scoring late in the second quarter. Uh, our defense really, um, we thought they were going to bend and don't break. Uh, just caught a caught a, a play at the end, near the end of the second quarter. So uh, halftime go in at, at, you know, 10 to six, we're up. Um, we're feeling good about kind of the momentum that we have. We felt really good about what we were doing, both offensively and defensively. And then kind of, you know, something that's been our Achilles heel, we come out at halftime, uh, you know, first play from scrimmage, uh, second half, uh, you know, they take it 68 yards to the house, uh, you know, to score. Um, you know, just disappointing from our, our perspective. You know, we just gave, gave up that big play. You know, we didn't take those away. So... Uh, guys were down, um, you know, we're up 10, six and all of a sudden we're down, you know, 12 to 12 to six. And, and, um, you know, it just, it starts to go, okay, you know, what, what's going to happen here? So we, we didn't really know. I mean, there's the psychological aspect. You come out and we give up a big play and I'll tell you what, our guys just, um, they just took it. They said, look, we, you know, it's not, 
it's not what happens to us. It's how we responded to it. They responded really well, scored another touchdown in the third quarter, uh, scored a touchdown on two point conversion in the fourth quarter. To, uh, uh, excuse me, scored twice in the third quarter, um, didn't score in the fourth quarter, um, gave up a, a touchdown on two point conversion um, at the uh, middle of fourth quarter to Washington and up winning the game 23 to 20. So um, just, you know, overall, I think we were, we were happy. Um, 360 yards in, in total offense, you know, 17 first downs, a plus two in the turnover category. We got an interception and a fumble recovery. Um, so overall, just a hard fought battle and, and nice to be able to come away 23 20. Well, uh, when you're facing a Washington team, you know they're going to be well coached, and you definitely know they're going to be a, a defensive juggernaut. Uh, uh, you could just, you know, you could go 1971, 1989. 1999 or, or, or last week, they're going to have a good, strong defense. Um, but they've also, uh, and you, you've probably seen this in the film, they went up against a, a, an outstanding running back uh, uh, named uh, A.J. Walker, Texas Ranger there in Oskaloosa, uh, and they did a good job against him. Then they went up against the missile, Caden Shizzle, uh, and they did a good job against him. Uh, they're known for a good run defense. They've got this gigantic uh, uh behemoth of a man uh, a sophomore named rudy wolf uh that could put a that could put a damper on your day at, uh in a heartbeat at, at six foot six and 270 pounds or or maybe maybe a hair more than that uh um and you like to run the ball so uh i'm not saying it wasn't tough sledding you, you got enough to get it done there uh uh but why why is how is Washington's run defense, and why is it always so stellar? Well, I think they, I think just the way they coach it. I mean, they coach a really downhill, physical football team. Um, they have. I've been the head coach for five years, volunteer assistant for you know two years prior to that. They've always been a downhill, physical, defensive football team, and I think they've just always taken on the attitude of that coaching style that says, "Look, we're gonna." you know, we're going to come down at you and we're going to be, be physical. So I think anytime you have that, that mentality and you can get your kids to buy into that, you just become a really good defense. It, it's an attitude. It's not necessarily a technique. And, uh, and they just, I think Washington's done a good job of, of putting that in their program. And, and we saw it, you know, on Friday night, the linebackers played downhill, defensive guys play really good up front. Um, but we were able to, you know, again, our credit to our guys, um, it's really good technique really good leverage on that offensive line for us and uh, we were able to to control that line of scrimmage and get uh you know uh, more than 300 yards on the ground which is which was impressive for us yeah um hard fought yards too um mm -hmm. well let's let's talk a little bit about your defense um yeah they did enough to win this game they, they've kept you in every game uh 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 they, they've been doing turnovers the, uh they've been making tackles on third down um, they've been kind of stingy in the red zone. Um, tell me about, and not just this game, but all three games, talk about the progression and, and who is it that's leading the, the way on defense here and why is it working as such a good unit? You know what I mean? They're not playing as individuals yeah. at all. They're playing as a unit. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think, um, you know, our defense one, I think just from a coaching staff standpoint, you know, um, uh, coach Orn, coach Miller, uh, Coach Jones, you know, really just do a really good job. Uh, Coach Dunlap in the secondary, just doing a really good job of segmenting and making sure we understand the game plan 
coming into the week. So we're doing more, uh, more mental work to make sure we understand what the scheme is for the week. And, and uh, in preparation, I think the kids are really taking that serious and it's transferring to the football field. I think the, the biggest thing for us, and you, you kind of touched on it, you know, when I, when I look at the stats after a game and you look at our defensive stats, you know, most of our tackles are assist tackles, which means we're getting multiple halves to the football which means that they're really playing as a unit. And I think that's the most impressive thing for me. It's not just one guy that stands out. Yeah, you know, a few guys have solo tackles here and there. But this is a this is a multiple hat. This is a unit uh, defense that really takes pride in uh, maybe, you know, making a stop up front and somebody coming in to help with that tackle. And, and they're just – they're starting to take pride in what they do and they have confidence in what they do, and that carries over into the into the success that they're having on the field. Well, um, I, I called your JV game against Fort Madison, and uh, I don't know if I could have picked out a defensive player of the game because right. there was seven, eight, nine kids that made significant plays. You know, yep. got a You're fumble. Exactly right. uh, uh, one kid picked up a fumble and ran it in for a touchdown. I mean, you got interceptions. You got you know, a big, strong tackles. Uh, uh, yeah. and, and there were so many of them. I think I read off eight or nine names at the end of it that were big, big-time contributors. Um and it seems the same way on the varsity, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we have four on, on the stat, you know, we have 14 guys uh, that are that are recording tackles. Um, you know, one of those guys in double digits, Caden Allison, had a really big game for us on on uh, Friday night at 12 tackles, uh, assist tackles. You know, so you just, again, you spread it around. Caden Allison has 12. Uh, Sam Wheaton has nine. Bodie Hoskins has six. Uh, Wyatt Johnson has seven. I mean, you start adding these up. Uh, these are assist tackles, so they're all you know, getting to the football. It just it just makes a it just makes for a good unit. When you talk about a, a, to a coach about his quarterback, and he'll say, "Well, he hit seven different receivers." You know. Yep. But you're doing that on defense here, aren't you? You're yep. distributing right. it so 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 evenly across the board. It's because of of uh, and and you certainly wouldn't have won that game without the level of defense your team played Friday night. That's right. There's no question. I mean, they gave us the opportunity, and and honestly, our offense did a good job of of keeping them off the field. You know, we controlled the clock. Um, our time of possession, I think, was was significantly uh, you know better, and and so our offense did a good job of keeping our defense off the field. You know, the guys that we can keep fresh that aren't going both ways. Um, so yeah, we were we again, we were just really happy with with our defensive play, and we're plus two in the in the uh, turnover category. So. You know, you go plus two in the turnover. We had an interception and a and a fumble recovery, fumble and a fumble recovery, and um, so you, you know that that certainly it makes a huge difference whether you believe it or not. When you when you difference. win the turnover battle against the Washington Demons, you've really done something. That's right. As, That's as right. opportunistic and hard hitting as they are. Uh, That's right. Well, let's flip it over and talk about the offense uh, uh, as, as you segue pretty well into that. But I want to, yep. you know me, I'm, I'm here's where's your beef guy. I want to hear about that offensive line. Tell me about how they're doing <laughs> and how they're making holes and making this thing successful. Because on, on film, what I see is your offensive line uh, attacking, uh, 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 bringing, bringing the hits to the defense and uh, uh, pushing things downfield pretty well and setting up some good wedges. Uh, uh, and keeping on their blocking assignments uh, uh, well into the game, into the play. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I can't uh, I, I just can't say enough good things about what those guys are doing up front. Um, 
that front five, I think, is playing with the right amount of confidence. They're not, they are not, uh, you know, crossing that line and, and thinking that, um, you know, that they don't have to, they don't have to continue to learn. Um, but those front five, uh, you know, when they're playing the way that we know they can play, um, they're just doing a, they're just doing a, a spectacular job. Um, they're getting off the ball incredibly well. Um, they're moving. They're using leverage. Um, and so you just, when that happens, um, it just opens everything up and it starts, uh, it starts with the guy in the middle, Caden Allison, uh, our center does a great job. Both guards, Dre Smithberg and, and Carter Moore are playing at, a, at an incredibly high level. And then our, our tackles on the outside, um, Brandon Brinkschroeder and Logan Johnson, you know, I call those guys out by name because, you know, they're the unsung heroes oftentimes of, of a game and, um, they're just playing at a really high level. Um, they know that they've got some work to do, but when they play really well, it just opens up uh, exactly what we want to do. And, um, you know, that's certainly, as we get into the season, a, a better balance to, to run past. But, um, you know, we had 354 yards on the ground on Friday night. Um, <laughs> what else can you say? I mean, that's the front five, and it certainly is. Uh, stellar performance by both of our running backs, Casey Miller and Wyatt Johnson, but it really starts with the guys up front. Well, uh, now, uh, um, we I've had guys at games. Uh, I know I had a guy at the Fort Madison game. We had uh, Andy Kretzinger at the game last week who, who would call in after the game, and there was a theme I was hearing uh, uh, from people. Actually, and I, I believe uh, Andy was there at the Mount Pleasant game too, and there was a theme uh, uh, from all of these guys when they're talking about your team. They would always say the first thing they would say was Casey Miller. Casey Miller yep. did this. Casey Miller did that. Uh, um, let's start right there. What's Casey Miller done that's been so dynamic that has caught the eyes and ears of people who follow high school football? Yeah, a good question. I mean, Casey, you know, Friday night had a really good game for us. A junior tailback. Uh, 25 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I think his longest run was probably 35, maybe 40 yards. Um, Kaysen, I think there's there's two things about Kaysen. Well, maybe three things about Kaysen. Kaysen is a, a competitor, a, you know, first and foremost. The kid is just has a drive. Uh, he's got a good motor, and he just, you know, he has that will to win. So I think what you see in him is – is that carries over into his effort and, and what happens on the field. He's incredibly durable um, and he's just got a really good vision on the football field. So he's got very quick feet. He can move, he's got good single leg strength so he can plant that foot in the ground and change direction um, really quick. And so you couple vision with the ability and strength um, with that he has, he just he gives us a really good dimension back in that backfield and he's done a really good job for us. Well, uh, that's why I always think you're passing the ball because I'm watching three football games at a time, you know. Sure. And and all of a sudden I just see movement, you know. And by the time I catch it with Casey Miller, he's you know he's 20 yards down the field, and I just assume he caught the ball, you know. Uh, yeah, but right. you, your run plays look like pass plays at the end of them, don't they? Uh, they can certainly, yeah. Uh, uh, you know that's that's by design, and and uh, we like you know we like having that ability to to the play action pass and. Um, so yeah, so Kaysen does a really good job for us. I'd be, I'm sure you're heading there, but I'd be remiss if I don't talk about Wyatt Johnson, you know, well, I was just going to, my next question is let's, let's talk about some of these other guys that are making it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Wyatt Johnson Friday night has 14 carries for 142 yards at fullback. Uh, I think his longest run was 40, you know, 42 yards. Um, when you're getting productivity of almost 10 yards a carry out of your fullback, um, it just, again, not, not to take anything away from Kaysen, but it just gives you a balance to be able to, you know, people can't key on one guy. Uh, we made a change at quarterback this week. We moved Landon Noter out to split end, and we moved Sam Wheaton from tight end to quarterback. Sam gave us a different dimension at quarterback, both throwing the ball and, and running the ball. He had 30 yards uh, on the ground. So you're able to spread it out. Talon Bates at our, at our slot receiver, uh, you know, we run him every once in a while. He's got 17 yards. So um, Kaysen and Wyatt certainly carry the heavy load, but – um, there's two or three other guys that can run the football as well. So we're just, uh, you know, I hate to be a broken record, but we're just we're just really happy with the productivity we got out of the guys on Friday night. Well, uh, your um, special teams has been just stellar all year long. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got a field goal on the board. Um, it it's not, doesn't surprise me that you kicked a field goal and then you win the game by three points. Um, uh, Scotty Melvin and I have looked at all the special teams, and there's some people doing it well, and, there are some teams that are flat out struggling, uh, uh, particularly with just simple things like extra points and, and kicking well and, and getting field position and stuff like that. But you seem to be the leader uh, of everyone uh, out there. Tell me about your special teams, your your kicker, um, your JV kicker made everything, but one that was blocked. And there was, I mean, many, many, many ones in that game. Uh, uh, they did it so flawlessly. They make it look so easy when obviously it isn't that easy. Yeah, I mean, we're. I would. Uh, I would say our special teams overall at the beginning of the year wasn't wasn't where we wanted it to be, um, and we've really taken the coaching staff has really taken the taken that to heart. We spend a little more time on it uh, during practices in the last few weeks, and we've seen that pay off against uh, against Washington. Certainly in Fort Madison, our special teams was better. If you just look at um, the kicking aspect of it, Carter Moore. You know, doing a really good job for us. Um, Friday night had two for two on extra points. You know, kicked a 27-yard field goal, which ultimately ended up, you know, winning the game for us by three. Um, you know, you, you don't know that when you're when you're doing it, but ultimately that's that's what happens. Um, as a kicker, kicking off, you know, he kicked off three times and and averaged, you know, almost 50 50 yards a kick. Um, had one touchback, so you're when you're able to do that with the kicking game, um, you know it really it really puts us in the right spot. And then our punter, uh, Sam Wheaton, is uh, is punting the ball really well. Had three punts, I think he averaged 50 yards. But um, really, the critical thing for for Sam in the punting game is um, he's been successful both at Fort Madison and Washington, pinning guys down inside the the 20 yard line, and you know that just sets our defense up to have you know a better better opportunity to win so we're just real real pleased with our special teams aspect and we're pleased with the improvement of our special teams from week one to week three and we you know we hope to continue to build off that and use it as as an advantage going forward for sure well uh this friday uh, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about uh no okay I, I mean, I think so so uh, um we're going to move into talking about about this week's game, and we are approaching the halfway point, uh, or 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 a little near the halfway. Some some of the schools have eight, some of them have nine games, but we'll be sure. at week four uh, uh, this week. Uh, now, there's something going on here 
with the with the three eight eight schools, the uh, uh, Washingtons, the Fairfields, the Fort Madisons, the the, the even the the Keokuks, they they seem to all be fairly balanced. They all seem to be good teams. You know, I don't know if there's a a state champion there, but um, there's got there's all of these teams could be brushing in that top. 10 at top 15 spot, you know, uh, and, and each one of you seems to be taking turns, knocking each other off. Uh, yeah. um, what, what do we know about this, uh, Keokuk team that's coming to town? Um, as they just, uh, they already got one win on the board and they, they got a, uh, they almost got one against Burlington in a real hard fought game that, uh, um, gives me some concern for the Trojans, uh, uh this week, uh, I think they got a player named Diego Garcia that's pretty dang outstanding down there too. Yeah, good player. Um, yeah, Kikak's gonna you know gonna be a good football team. Their record doesn't indicate uh, what they're capable of doing. We never really pay attention to that. Um, you know, I think what we've seen in in early analysis is quarterback, um, good player Garcia, certainly a good player for them. They like to, you know, I think they like to throw the football. Um, more than they, they like to run it, but they're, they're certainly run capable. Um, guys up front do a, do a really good job. So, you know, I think we're going to, you know, I think week four is going to be no different than week one through one through three. It's, um, we're going to have to play really good leverage technique football. We're going to have to play really physical to line of scrimmage. And our defense, I think, is going to be tested this week in terms of, I think they throw, you know, the, the, the ratio of run pass is going to be slotted more towards the passing game. And uh, so we have to be prepared for that. So we're just, we're excited to have Kia Cup come into town. I think it'll be a good, you know, good hard fought battle, no different than weeks one to three. And, and uh, we have, you know, we anticipate and hope to come, come away with a win. Well, what are the Fairfield Trojans going to be, have to do to be successful against a, a much improved cheese team that has a, uh, uh, last year, it took, I think double overtime to figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what what are we gonna have to do? We're gonna have to be we're gonna have to be ourselves, and we're just gonna have to be really disciplined, uh, and we're gonna have to do the little things better than you know better than the other team. Those are those are usually our our uh, you know our goals for the week: control the controllables, um, do your job, trust the guy next to him to do his job, and um, if we do those things, we think we give ourselves a really good chance to to come out on top. Coach, what's more important uh, uh, to prepare for a team that? throws a lot versus a team that passes a lot or to prepare your team to just do what they do well. Um, that's what, you know, that's what we do. Um, you know, we, we certainly obviously tell them and, and educate them on what that other team does, but we focus on what, what we do. Um, and, you know, our coaching staff, I just, I can't say enough about the guys that, that I'm fortunate to be surrounded with. Uh, and the work that they put in to, to put these kids in the right position to be successful on a Friday night. And, you know, that's what we try to focus on. We try to focus on making sure, like I said, they, they know their job. Um, they trust themselves to do their job. They trust the guy next to them to do his job. And um, and if we do that, we we control our controllables. Again, we think that we've, we've got the right scheme and the right uh, ability to come away with a win on, on Friday night. Well, um, I got some breaking news for you, if you can handle it. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this year, at the beginning of the year, Scotty Melvin and uh, Jeff Mills and I kind of drew up a plan. And the plan was for them to go to games and for me to stay home and watch as many games as I could. 
so and then coordinate all the coverage from there. Uh, but since the Trojans are making such a resurgence, I'm going to break uh, uh, some of the rules here that we set for ourselves. But uh, uh, and I'm going to come to the game. I'm going to be great. there, uh, and I'm going to call the game up in the booth. And uh, um, we're also going to. Uh, I know it's the class. I, I believe 1987. It's my brother's class. Uh, uh, it might be 88. I can't remember. Uh, but whatever that class is, we're gonna we're gonna bring some of the players up from that year and, and interview them and relive a little bit of that. Uh, talk a little bit about the past and celebrate the future, uh, which seems to be pretty bright there for the Fairfield Trojans and Coach Wheaton. Uh, um, I guess that's all I got for you, Coach. Well, we're excited to have you. Uh, you know, obviously. Um, excited to have any any class reunions. We love it when they come back and see what we're doing, and and uh, and just again, just really proud of our kids, really proud of our coaching staff, and we're looking forward to taking the field again Friday night. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Nope. I think I'm good. Well, this has been a great interview, and you just you get me so charged up for the Trojans. You know, it's uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I mean, I, when I was a kindergartner, I just, I. I just couldn't wait to get to the football game on Friday night because oh yeah, uh, that's that's what these small towns are all about, and you guys are having an outstanding season. And thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators for both first and second shift. Call three one nine. 752-2781.